I've just read two articles that have rocked my world. Let me tell you about them. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Have you ever had the experience where things just come together? You have a discussion with someone over here, and that person brings up a good point, causes you to ponder and think about it, and you form some ideas in your head and tuck them away for the time being. And then, just a few days later, somebody else mentions the exact same point and adds another idea into the mix. And then the next day it happens again with yet another idea. That's when you begin to feel that you're growing in that area from all of that mental food that came with those related ideas. Well, I just had one of those experiences, and I want to share with you the ideas that have enriched my thinking and my living since hearing about them. Here's what happened. Recently, I did an episode on productive afternoons, and I shared a lot of ideas for how to keep your children learning and growing informally after regular schoolwork was done. Now, if you missed that episode, I'll include a link to it in the show notes, as well as a link to the free download that went with it. Well, that episode generated a lot of questions, and one of those questions is what sparked this whole thought process and related ideas that I want to tell you about today. The mom who wrote the question has a son who loves to read but dislikes doing anything creative. He would rather spend his afternoons just reading. So this mom was asking me for ideas of how to encourage him to work with his hands and to do other things besides reading all day. Her question made me start thinking about why is it important to work with things as well as books? So let me first give you her question and my original answer, and then I want to share with you those other related ideas that have come my way since that first conversation. It's been really fascinating to make these new discoveries. All right, first, her question. She wrote, Hi, I love this post, Productive Afternoons, and all the ideas in it. I'm wondering, though, how do you get your kids to do these activities? Mine usually just read or play. I would love to have them do things like the ideas you suggested, but I'm not sure how. My kids are 10, 7, 5, and 2. My two middle kids love creative things, so it would probably be easy to encourage them to do more of that. My eldest strongly dislikes doing anything creative, so he pretty much reads all day. Should I start requiring it? What should I say? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Christy. Well, this was my answer to Christy. I wrote, thanks for your question. I think it's great that your little ones play and read. They need time for free play. And it's great that your 10-year-old loves to read. But it would also be good to encourage him to have a variety of activities and hobbies especially ones that get him up and moving physically. Balance in life is important, and I think physical work is especially important for boys. 
Now, not all of the ideas in productive afternoons are about creating things. You can do your nature study and nature notebooks in the afternoon. Have him help with outdoor yard work. Have him walk the dog. You can work on seasonal outdoor chores like sweeping the porch or washing the outside of the front door or vacuuming the inside of the van or shoveling snow or mowing the lawn. He could work on his book of centuries, play chess, collect something of interest, or you could all do volunteer work in your neighborhood or at a local nonprofit or a church. As a growing boy, he needs exercise in order to strengthen his muscles. Plus, he'll be learning a lot about practical scientific concepts as he works with heavy objects and friction and momentum. And as he exercises his problem-solving skills in the physical world as well as in his mental book world. Good physical coordination and a personal familiarity with how the physical world works are important for our children. So go ahead and assign him some extra chores for afternoons that will get him up and moving. You don't have to completely fill his time, but start nudging him toward doing other things along with reading. It might help to create a list of expectations or responsibilities for each child each day of the week. You can list what chores you expect to be done before school and what chores you're assigning for each afternoon. Another possibility. You could write several afternoon ideas on index cards, one per card. Choose mostly ideas that aren't creative. You can throw one in every once in a while if you want to, maybe once a month or something. Then every Monday, give your son five idea cards and he gets to choose one to do each afternoon that week. That way, he has some choice in the matter, which might be important to him. But you're still encouraging him to expand his horizons and keep his days balanced. And remember, as he grows older, you're going to want to include some of the maintenance skills around the house and the vehicle for him to learn and to practice. Those will be important things for him to have mastered when he moves into his own household. Look at it as a long-term goal. You have about seven years left with him. What does he need to know how to do by the time he moves out? Set up a seven-year plan to ease into all those skills gradually and know that you have those afternoon time slots to plug them in over the years. Okay, those were my initial ideas about the importance of working with your hands. Then I also reviewed what Charlotte Mason said about the importance of children forming relations with various materials in their world. She said, He practices various handicrafts that he may know the feel of wood, clay, leather, and the joy of handling tools. That is, that he may establish a due relation with materials. Philosophy of Education, page 31. And then she also said, over in school education, another elemental relationship which every child should be taught and encouraged to set up is that of power over material. Every child makes sand castles, mud pies, paper boats. 
And he or she should go on to work in clay, wood, brass, iron, leather, dress stuffs, food stuffs, furnishing stuffs. He should be able to make with his hands and should take delight in making. School Education, page 80. All right, a few days after reading those passages, my friend and co-worker, Karen Smith, sent me a link to an article. Now, Karen often does that when she comes across something that she thinks is interesting and would be interesting to me, too. Well, the article she sent was put out by the BBC, and it drew attention to a problem with today's medical students. They had so little experience making and creating things with their hands that they did not have the dexterity that's needed to carefully stitch a wound shut or an incision shut. Such work requires delicate, fine muscle work, but the students lacked that necessary coordination because they had spent all their time simply swiping with a finger across a screen or typing with their thumbs. I'll link to that article in the notes so you can read it for yourself. It's quite interesting. But that idea rocked my world. I'd never thought about the impact that working with your hands can have on a future career. I know if I have surgery or even a deep cut that requires stitches, I want a doctor who has the head knowledge, yes, but who also is good with his hands, please. So I tucked that related idea away in my mind, along with that previous conversation and Charlotte's thoughts about working with your hands. Well, the next day, I received another email, and this one was from my chiropractor, and it contained a link to an article about a related study. See, education is the science of relations. I am being educated as my mind connects the dots and forms these relations between all of these ideas. That article that was sent suggested that, according to the research they cited, busy hands can alter your brain's chemistry and make you happier. And working with both of your hands increases that sense of well-being and contentment. I'll leave a link to that article, too. But isn't it amazing? Karen said this when she sent me that first article. She said, We often hear about the advantages of the academic side of education, reading to the children, graduating from high school, and going to college. We rarely hear about how important it is to learn and practice cutting things out, measuring ingredients, sewing, and just plain working with our hands. I must admit that my view of handicrafts has been pretty limited. I've thought of them as a nice, wholesome pastime, or a good way to switch and use a different part of your brain, or even a good way to increase fine muscle skills for children to improve their handwriting. But now, I have a whole new appreciation for handicrafts, and I have been spending more time with my loom purposefully going into that room and sitting down and working on that loom, even if it's just five minutes. I want to set up that habit of working on it every day. 
And so I'm starting small because that's a lot easier to do. And if I happen to stay there longer than five minutes, that's fine. But my goal is just five minutes. And as I get that habit established, I'll be able to nudge out the time a little bit longer and longer. Sound familiar? Well, I've discovered through all of these different ideas that working with your hands is not just a pleasant distraction from bookwork, and it's not just a wholesome way to pass the time and stay productive. It is those things, but it's also a lot more. Working with your hands is an important part of our children's education, just as Charlotte said it was so many years ago. What handicraft project or life skill project are you and your children going to work on this week? If you've enjoyed this video, you can subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version of this podcast, or you can read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with the links to the articles that I mentioned. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.